Hey everyone, welcome to episode 137 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It is very early on Wednesday morning, January the 23rd. Just two days ago was Monday, January 21st, and yet another holiday landed on our taping schedule here at the Hospital Church podcast to once more leave alone and another episode with yours truly. However, this day was in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. It's one that we should pause, take pause, whether together or alone, and reflect on our attitudes of equality, justice, and of course, through today's message, our generosity. Check the FHC mobile app for one of my favorite annual reads. His speech, I Have a Dream. It's well worth the read and the continual reread. All right, before we begin, last week was our second week into our My, My, My series where we decided that here's what we know. Part of the call of Christ and the transformation of my not being squeezed into the world's mold is for me to learn the joy of sacrifice, of letting go of my life, my comfort, losing it, and thereby finding real life. As always, don't miss an episode or the message that inspired it. Everything you need is in the episode notes by swiping up if you're in Apple Podcasts or by clicking on episodes at hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. All right, on to this week, and we were talking about another my, 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 my heart follows my treasure. In the synopsis of the message, it started with, Jesus said something that is hard for material-minded American consumers to hear. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, Andy started not too long after that by saying, Jesus is after our hearts. He has plenty of treasure, but he wants our hearts. I don't know if there was anything that Andy said this past week that was more important to me personally than that statement. I love that God has the treasure of the universe, but wants my heart. Now, I know what's in my heart, and I know what I don't want in my heart, and I know what I do, but I know what resides there far too often and way more than I want it to be. So think about that for your own heart, and think about that more than just a passing thought or simply as a pleasant way to picture God, that he wants your heart, because that just warms our hearts. But think about the fact that when you know honestly what your heart looks like and that God has access to everything else in the universe and still desires what's in your heart, and not only does he desire it, but he chases after it, chases after something as humanly awful as our hearts can be, how do we break that down and justify what God wants in our hearts And how do we justify that with our view of God? Or dare I ask it, our treatment and devotion to God, knowing that that's what he wants, no matter what's inside of our heart, he still wants it. No one can serve two masters. One will always receive top billing. Which one do we choose more often, God or our own treasure of choice? Too often we don't see the root of our problems, but only the symptoms or the effects of bad decisions. But here, in this case, we can't afford to get it wrong. The realization that it isn't money's fault, we desire it too much, we hoard it too much, or we rely on it too much, 
And while Jesus did say that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven, the key, as we uncovered in this week's message, is not the treasure itself that does the damage. Uh Uh-uh. It's us, the short-sighted keepers of the treasure that seeks the pleasure, the comfort, and the stability for ourselves that we believe our comfort will come and with all this treasure. But we do that without the desire to be generous with God and those in need, those that he puts in our path, those that when we're living a life of generosity that he's called us to and a life of service, those are the people he's asking us to serve. Sounds so petty and so amazingly selfish and so like someone else, right? Like, that's not me. I mean, you know, I help people all the time. I do the best that I can. But when we honestly take inventory of our hearts and how often we're asking God to put those people in our paths that we can help, even if we have limited resources, it could be our time, it could be our talent, it doesn't have to be our treasure But sometimes our time and our talent also equal our treasure. All right, so we know that God wants our hearts, and and we know that he wants us to be generous with all of those things, our time, talent, and treasure, in return to him for all he provides us. Everything we have, we are just managing what God has given us. So how do we do that as the rich of this world? And Andy directed us to 1 Timothy 6 and verses 17 and 19. And I know it's not popular with a lot of people, but I prefer the message translation in allowing this to really penetrate our thought process here. Because I think too often we have heard the verse and the verses referenced here in a different translation, and it just becomes words that don't really call us to action anymore. We've heard them before. Yeah, 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 we know that. Let's move on. So here it is in the message. First Timothy 6 And it's verses 17 and 19. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage, to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. Now, we go back and forth about different things each week, but we always come back, and I think we've done it again here, to what we have been defining as teaching and learning together here at the hospital church as love, which is to be in service of others. And now to extend that definition a little further to including our building of the best and everlasting treasure anyone could ever hope for in heaven makes it sweeter still. Absolutely sweeter still. And to realize through Andy's message, and probably not something that was a big surprise to many of us, but if you have a car, you are richer than so many more, six over six billion people that don't own even one car. And how many of us have more than that? I mean, that's just one thing. We all have our comforts and we all have a chance to be generous, no matter how small, when it's God-led It can have an amazing impact that we probably don't even realize. All right. One of our FHC takeaways this week asked, if you had to leave your house in 15 minutes and everything left behind would be destroyed, what would go with you? All right. Now, this 
is a little apocalyptic doomsday-ish takeaway. I, I get it. And it may seem a bit over the top and maybe even cliched, but it does cause us to think about all the things we have and what is really important. I don't know how honest I can be or you can be with ourselves in the midst of this question unless we were truly faced with the actual scenario. But how confident are we that we wouldn't lose our own life by trying to grab just one more thing? Instead of taking and knowing in an instant what was the most important and fleeing immediately for safety. When we really stop and think about God allowing us the blessings and the treasures that we have and that we're just managing them, if we just look at it through that lens, then everything we need is what we have inside from God. And everything else is just on top of that in blessings. It's not always as comfortable as what the world may show us that we need or show us that we should have. But in the end, it's all we really need. So our final thoughts are from Andy's message where he posed the question, You want your heart to be with God? Put your treasure there with Him. Again, super simple, probably sounds a little cliched, but if you want your heart to be with God, put your treasure there with Him. Ask Him where He needs you to be and to continue investing in that relationship and to listen to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to tell you where you can most impact people for God. Be generous. Allow your heart to follow that treasure. Put your treasure in Him and it all becomes better in a day-to-day basis for us and we impact more and more people. All right, upcoming this week, we are on to part four of our My, My, My series with My Busy Interests Eclipse God's Party. Now, I have no idea. I haven't talked to Andy or Jeff or really anyone else to know exactly where we're going, but who wants to miss a party, let alone God's party? So you're obviously not going to want to miss that one. All right. One quick reminder before we let you go. Don't forget to register for church retreat February 15th through the 17th. We are, man, we are closing in quick. Of course, at Camp Kalakwa, as always, registration has been open for three weeks already with over 300 registered. And that number is probably going to double before it's all over over the course of the next couple weeks. So make sure to get your reservations. Don't forget that you have to have meal tickets purchased before the weekend. If you show up and you don't have meal tickets, you're going to have to talk to someone and see if they got something extra in their pockets they can give you because they won't be able to purchase meal tickets at Camp Kalakwa. All right. And also, don't forget, there's lots of activities that you can do with your yourself or your family, but get all that settled at hospitalchurch.org slash retreat. Now, if you have any issues or questions with registration, maybe you just want to come for the day or for one, one evening and there's special codes that you need to make that happen, please email Tammy. It's T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org. She is the guru and the queen of all things church retreat. All right, so do join us again next Wednesday for episode 138. Hopefully we'll all be back together. Thanks for listening and have a great week.